0: Paul Murray tries to sort through this confusing netball saga. Jim Chalmers thinks of what his hero would do and a local woman inspired to take on reality TV.
1: It's Effie Bateman, and this is your daily Batuda for Wednesday, the 26th of October.
0: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are listening to us in the world. It's good afternoon if you're on Desert Rock FM here in the channel country. My name is Wendell Hussey. Great to be with Effie Bateman back in the studio. Our daily wrap-up of what has been happening out here in the channel country and around the world and around the nation as well. Effie, where are we kicking things off today?
1: Starting off, and an exhausted and confused Paul Murray calls Rupert Murdoch to clarify the manly footballers are brave heroes for boycotting the Pride jersey, but the netballers are entitled brats for boycotting the Gina Reinhardt dress.
0: Yeah, it's all very confusing, Effie. It's sometimes it's quite hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, so basically, after catastrophically misreading the national sentiment heading into the 2022 federal election... Australia's saturated conservative media appears to be completely without purpose, and that is leading to confusion on issues like this. With the proud Christian autocrat Scott Morrison sitting on the backbench for the rest of his career, a mere shadow of the corporate shill he once was, the free speech defenders at Sky News and Murdoch Rags have no one to hero-worship. Frydenberg, who was the second-string Prime Minister, he lost his seat to an assertive woman who doesn't answer to the mining lobby or banking sector third string Christian Porter got done because of all the um, horrific stuff he was accused of Um, and you know uh, an unelectable Peter Dutton uh, has taken the reins so they have to focus on what the hell is going on in the world of sport and that means talking about the Manly Seven as heroes for boycotting the Pride Saga but obviously they have kind of had to flip things and Paul Murray's had to explain to Rupert Murdoch that previously that precedent stood but it doesn't stand with these players boycotting Jersey because it's anti-mining. It's it's all it's all really yeah. It's 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 quite messed up. But anyway, um, we've tried to decipher it there. Paul Murray, he he was found kind of wandering around trying to explain things to Rupert. Hopefully, he figures it yeah, out.
1: Lots of mental gymnastics going on mm. there. And up next, Jim Chalmers has asked, "What can we sell?" As he channels his inner Paul Keating.
0: Yeah, that's right. The nation's treasurer, he's been deep in thought today. He's had a pretty hectic 24 hours with the budget handed down last night. He's been doing all the media interviews on TV, radio, etc., etc., trying to convince everyone that this budget is, you know, it's a great thing. It's going to fix everything. But he's actually confided in the Batuta advocate that... He's actually unsure how he's going to fix this whole financial mess. Decades and decades of government have got us into talking about the trillion dollars worth of debt and the huge issues uh, with spendings and savings in the budget. As Chalmers said to us, cutting the $180 billion stage three tax cuts that predominantly benefit the richest in our society, he said it would kind of help the bottom line, but unfortunately can't do that. He made the promise that they would stand by this Liberal policy that is actually uh, goes against everything the Labor. Party is supposed to believe in, so his hands are tied. As a result of that, he's looking up to his hero Paul Keating, um, who he's a lefty icon, um, and he he managed to glaze over basically selling Australia's public assets, deregulating the financial sector for corporate gain, and stripping workers of the power to organise because he he did all these zingers that everyone thought were really funny. So he was kind of the hero, he was the treasurer, and then became the prime minister. Chalmers is looking at him and going, "What can I sell?" But unfortunately. We've pretty much sold everything. Commonwealth Bank gone. Qantas gone. Telstra gone. TAB gambling company gone. gone. Vegemite gone. CSL, who made, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars through this pandemic, medical company gone. Um, One of the most valuable on the Australian stock exchange. Sold it for two hundred ninety nine million. Gone. Um, so unfortunately, not a lot left to sell. Think about maybe the army, but obviously that's tricky. Like who are you gonna who's gonna take the army off your hands, and what are they gonna do with it, and where does that leave us? So, lot to think about for Jim Jones.
1: And lastly, some local news. And a wife is genuinely considering applying for the block after repainting the guest bedroom over the weekend.
0: Yes, a Batuta Heights woman is today considering a huge challenge after a big weekend at DIY. Her name's Lisa Tran and she spoke to the advocate and said she's considering putting her life on hold for six months and applying for a chance to go on the block. You're probably familiar with it, but it's a popular TV show year after year which features colourful characters who fight with their partners and other contestants while an army of tradies work around the clock to complete the ambitious renovation projects. Lisa explained that she's actually pretty comfortable she can handle the different pressures the block will throw at her after painting one room on the weekend. She's pretty much got it. And she says the hubby and her are very, very funny, so that will also work quite well. Now, what's our quote of the day?
1: Quote of the day comes as the world's dirtiest man dies in Iran at age 94, a few months after he had his first wash. I thought
0: the world's dirtiest man was Harvey Weinstein. <laughs>
1: An Iranian hermit nicknamed the world's dirtiest man for not taking a shower for more than half a century. Wow. He would have a very Mm. dirty arse. Oh, dirty everything, I imagine. Has died at the healthy old age of 94, state media has reported. In 2014, the Tehran Times reported that Hajj would eat roadkill, smoke a pipe filled with animal excrement, and believe that cleanliness would make him ill. Photos showed him smoking multiple cigarettes at once.
0: Sounds like your housemate, Effie. (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> Actually, it really does yeah. um, But a few months ago, villagers persuaded him to wash for the first time And uh, this newspaper has reported He would reject water in favour of what he called a fire bath Every evening, as villagers gather Kalu lights a bonfire, smokes marijuana And stands on a leg, praying to Lord Shiva
0: Yeah, honestly, this is quite incredible uh, Obviously, rest in peace to Haji Um going to do some fact-checking on this story, I reckon. Um, I'm wondering if there's an Iranian newspaper that, you know, might be like The Onion in America or something like that, and, you know, someone's got a hold of this story, because it seems seems quite interesting. Smoking uh, roadkill, is that what he was doing? Yeah! Yeah, that's... Yeah. There's a bit going on there. <laughs> um, Maybe he's
1: just, you know, those people who they do so much fucked up shit that it actually improves their immune system like maybe he's just got oh, yeah. a far better immune system you reckon he's
0: never had a cold
1: yeah and then mm. having a, a, a bath washed away all his uh, natural defence
0: yeah right mm. uh, it's, a, it's an interesting one yeah uh, the Hindustan Times okay so we're yeah we're talking talking a reputable news source there but I wonder where they've got it from anyway I'll leave me to that I'll let you know tomorrow where I get to have a good day everybody
1: see you later